Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudla. I'm Jesper Young. I'm Henry Larson. I am Francisco Serundolo. And you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Novak Djokovic has left Australia after losing his appeal against his visa cancellation. He knew the conditions since uh, a lot of months ago. I was just following the rules. I came in with all the valid papers. The volley! Yeah. It's so good! He's done it! Novak Djokovic has been granted a visa allowing him to play in next year's Australian Open. Fans who taunt Djokovic are on notice. Do so, and you'll be kicked out by security. Carlos Alcaraz is out of the Australian Open. I look at my ranking, it's giving me a lot of confidence, but on the other hand, I know that these are just the numbers. Anybody can win a grass number right now. Who is going to avoid Novak Djokovic? <laughs> Daniel Medvedev's in the same quarter as Rafael Nadal. It doesn't get much worse, I'm sorry. Can Raducanu beat Coco Goff in a second round bet? Felix Ojealiasim will win the Australian Open. Igor Svantec will win. Arena Sabalenka and Taylor Fritz, yes. You heard it here first. Novak Djokovic is a clear winner for me. So my projected semi-finals for the women's Zeng against Pagula and Garcia against Samsonova. I see Novak Djokovic holding his 10th Australian Open trophy this year. I see Marie Sakari winning her first Grand Slam title at the Australian Open. The Nicholas Kyrgios steam train is powering his way through to an Australian Open title win. And he's taken out Novak Djokovic on his way. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. We bring you some very sad news. A lot of people waking up in the UK 
And it is, unfortunately, to the news that Rafael Nadal is out of the Australian Open. The defending champion loses in straight sets to Mackenzie McDonald. And unfortunately, there's more injuries on the horizon. And what, what does this mean for 2023? And we're joined by not only JG, also Tom Hamilton from ESPN as well. Um, JG, everybody's waiting to hear your thoughts. A big Rafa fan, as we know. Yeah, no, I, I'm devastated by it all, to be honest, mate. Um, pleased to be joined, of course, by our senior sports writer, ESPN, Tom Hamilton. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, good, good. As we were saying, like, just before, got that feeling of being a bit jet-lagged, like, all the times all over the place and, and everything. But, again, look, extremely sad to see Rafa go out like that, especially after the miracle last year. It's, a, you know, a goat seeing him seeing him injured seeing him tearful it's just not the way that we wanted to see him leave melbourne i mean what does it mean now i think this is what everyone's talking about it seems to be another injury it's different to some of the previous injuries he's had uh, it's related to his hip and yeah i woke up to the news i didn't get to watch the match live i've seen of course all the highlights i watched the press conference afterwards and there was a lot of emotion, not just from him, his team, his wife. First time she's sort of cried in the in the stands. And I'm not sure really what this means for Rafa because he's had to battle through so many different injuries over the years. Is this kind of like the final one which cripples him where he's unable to just keep going? And um, he, he showed some fight. He didn't want to give up. Many players in the same situation would have probably just thrown the towel in, towel in and retired. He kept going through it. The third set, um, he was not really moving very well at all. And, I mean, he tried. He was given, like we always expect from Rafa, that fighting spirit. Um, but ultimately, just wasn't good enough today. Even before the injury sort of come in and Mackenzie McDonald is uh, the deserved champion. Yeah, yeah, Tom, uh, what are your thoughts on the, the performance today for starters and the injury, yet another one for Rafa? Yeah, and, it, and it's been this sort of case, hasn't it, for the last, I guess, sort of two years, especially in the run into last year's Australian Open, where we just don't know what Rafa we're going to get. He's been written off so many times, but he still last year, you know, he found that way to bounce back. Just seven weeks after being on crutches, he ends up winning. The Australian Open, it was astonishing. Like one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. And then Roland Garros keeps on going. And then only afterwards do we find out that his foot was numb the whole way through. Then he talks about the nerve ablation he was having, you know, the injection, which could save or probably prematurely finish his career. Wimbledon with the injury there, you know, the US Open as well, where it looked like he might have, you know, have that rib injury as well. Poor start to 2023. But still, you know, that's the like the most incredible thing about Rafa is that you keep on coming back, expecting him to somehow make one more miracle for tennis. And on this time, it just wasn't to be. But it's to his immense credit on two fronts. Firstly, that he finished off, even though you could see that the amount of pain he was in. Secondly, as he always does, there's absolutely no blame on the injury for the defeat afterwards. Immediately, you know, he says, who knows what would have happened. Even if I'd been fit, maybe I'd have lost because his opponent, Donald, was playing so well. Yeah. Which is, again, huge credit to Rafa. But you know what, of course, there are going to be those questions now on whether this is the beginning of the end. But again, you know, he's fought back so many times and this is it, right? It's like the sort of 
was it the knight of Monty Python who keeps on having his limbs chopped off, but he keeps on going. And, it, and it's the same with Rafa, and it seems to be another injury here, there and everywhere. Um, this one afterwards, he was saying, you know what, he did say he was mentally destroyed. And that's we do. That's one of the, the beautiful things about Rafa is that he is so honest and he doesn't really seem to have much of a filter when it comes to displaying his own emotions and his frustrations with his body after these matches. And for him to say that was quite stark. But he also did say, though, that he's ready for another batch of rehab. He's ready for another fight. He's ready to fight again to be back in time. What you imagine for Roland Garros' favourite slam of the lot, something which means so much to him. But you could also see how much he was hurting, both physically and mentally. Having gone through all of that last year, all the rehab, the relentlessness of it, also the sort of, you know, the mental strain it takes to fight back after all these injuries. For him to go through that again, you could see that, that he found that really daunting, I think. Yeah, and like you mentioned, Tom, it's not the first time he's been injured and come back before. I think this tweet highlights some of them. Um, where is it? I did have it here. Second. Yeah, so, yeah, Gil Gross. Uh, Nadal has a history of finishing the Australian Open matches through injury. He was very sick against Ferrer in 2011, quarterfinal. His back locked up on him in the 2014 final versus Ravrenka, and he did retire against Cilic in 2018. So he's had injuries, and look at the span of it. I mean, from sort of 2011 up to 2018, and then he went on to win the Australian Open in 2021 after being on crutches a few months prior to that. So... It's easy for me to be on here all doom and gloom. And I have done that many times where I get a little bit caught up in the whole occasion and what's just happened. But let's look at what's happened in the past with Rafael Nadal. If anyone can come back from any injury, he can. So he's a difficult person to really ever write off. Uh, But this one definitely does seem a bit of a worry. And I'm more worried the fact that it's a new injury, like it's something else. It's another problem. I know we've got uh, Jamie in the live chat saying if the injury is like Murray's, he's done. We don't know. Listen, let's wait and see what the scans come back. He was very honest in his press conference. Like you said, he was saying he's going to have to run the tests. He doesn't know exactly the severity of it, whether it's sort of cartilage, if it was muscle or just the joint. Uh, So let's wait and see on that. But what I wanted to do is just go back to the match itself. And I guess it's important to speak about Mackenzie McDonald because, let's be honest, a large part, well, all of the first set and probably about half of the second set, there wasn't visually anything really wrong with Rafael Nadal. He wasn't at his best, but the injury didn't really set in. I know he said he's had been suffering with it the past few days, but it wasn't causing him the same problems it did sort of the back end of the second set and the third. How did you assess sort of Mackenzie McDonald's performance out there? Well, he was class, wasn't he? He's probably playing one of the games of his life. And it's one it's one of these things, right, where when you're playing someone with the reputation and the, the, the historical background of Rafa, you have to play the man, but also the sort of the aura as well. And he did so well. And, uh, you know, even though Rafa, we don't know really how bad the hit was pre-game, he still, um, Donald stormed to that first set. Yeah. And you know what, and it... Those are the sorts of games you saw um, back in Wimbledon in uh, earlier well, last year, the way that he got through Fritz in the course of final. He was clearly injured there, but he still managed to find a way through. And, you know, that's what Rafa can do. And that's what happens when you get into the opponent's mind where you think, I'm playing a goat here, but they still find a way to get the forehand back, the forehand, uh, the backhand back, and they're still pushing me all over the court, right? So, and I think that's when McDonald did so well as he played both the man and the occasion almost perfectly. 
and it's also one of these things where it's almost biblical where you overcome your heroes but it's it's something where you have to overcome that and it's almost a battle of the mind and he did incredibly well and it's you know biggest result of his career but an astonishing performance from him as well yes let's go to the live chat just quickly here we've got 12 travel saying the big difference is uh he was beating chilich two sets to one before the initial medical timeout and retired in the fifth today he was losing before the injury in set two and was playing a far inferior opponent to chilich so very yeah i i i totally agree with you there this is obviously not the same rafa that we saw back then um Physically, he's had much more injury concerns. I'm much more shocked that it's happened this year than last year. That's the crazy thing. Last year was the one that I th- I said, I thought, oh, I don't see how he's going to do well. He's on crutches. And my predictions, I said, I, I don't think he, he's going to have a good year. Completely fooled everybody last year. And this year, he comes in looking fit and he goes out injured with a new injury. So you just can't predict what's yeah. going to happen with Rafa. One thing I would say on that, though, Ben, you might say he might be fit, but he's not exactly been in great form. And I think this tweet highlights mm, it. So um, let's have a look. So just at the bottom bit, fourth loss in a row versus American players now. TFO, Tommy Paul, Fritz and McDonald. It's also the first time Rafael Nadal hasn't reached the third round in a Grand Slam since Wimbledon 2015. Of course, to Dustin Brown in four sets. So he never goes out of slams early. He's not in great form. He was pretty Poor at the ATP finals, of course, we expected it being indoor hardcore. Um, and then start of this year, United Cup was not something to be watching if you're a Rafa fan. And yeah, he's just not been in good form despite that. So, I mean, is he going to be able to find his form again, Tom? Well, he's lost seven of the last 10. So, I mean, that's pretty, pretty alarming from an adult point of view. And I think this is where... Look, we don't know the severity of the injury. Um, and as he's shown repeatedly before, he doesn't necessarily need to play his way into form before a slam. So he finds a way to kind of do that mid-slam, which is completely remarkable because for most, you have to kind of get that momentum, you know, and the, the feeling or whatever to take yourself into one of the slams. But he, especially with Roland Garros somewhere, which he knows so well, this is the remarkable thing about him. Even if he perhaps only plays a couple of games before, you still would back him to reach the latter stages and then, there's no one better than him there. So I think even though it seems like one of those sort of worrying days where you, you're you concerned for, for one of the greatest players, we have to just wait and see, A, what the, the scan is, and B, what the next step for him is. And I think the form at the start of the year has been poor. He's a, he's happy to admit that himself. He spoke about that before the Australian Open. Um, but again, bet against Rafa at your peril, really. I mean, this man keeps on finding a way to bounce back. Eventually it won't happen, but we just hope it won't be this occasion. Is uh, Sasha Zverev eating his words a little bit at the moment? I know he was pushed for a big, a hot take on what will happen this year. And he said Rafa to retire at the French Open in 2023. Now he's probably thinking, oh no, what have I done? And has he put a curse onto Rafa right now? So I'll I'll tell you what, last year at Roland Garros um, in that final, there was a rumour going round and it had some basis that Rafa was going to retire after that final. So when he won and he was talking on down on um, Chatria, he was talking long and then he, he paused at one moment and said, and now it's time, you know, to, and everyone was like, <gasps> and he was like, prepare for Wimbledon. And then was like, oh, thank God. Right. Okay. We go again. But so everyone sort of had 500 words really just in case he was going to 
cool time there. And then, you know, that's the perfect world, isn't it, for him, where he would retire probably there, you know, maybe with slam number 23. But equally, there's an interesting factor here, which hasn't been the case in previous years, which is fatherhood for him. There are some who just want to keep on playing until their kid can recognise and understand what they're seeing, which is seeing their dad or their mum on court. Okay, It's been an amazing factor for prolonging careers. Others have spoken about it. Um, I know Serena definitely did. So it's one of these things where I think whether he hasn't necessarily said that himself, perhaps that's a goal for him. He's never really talked about worrying about the number of slams he have. He has. It's always just the love of the game for him. And while perhaps you think, oh, come on, mate, you, you do want to finish with the most slams ever yeah. for, a, for a male player. I think he is a little bit different in that regard. Djokovic is very uh, unbashful when he talks about it. He's always saying, I want to be on slams, the greatest player of all time. Rafa doesn't really go to that sort of, for that motivation, but it's going to be fascinating to see how he manages the next, you know, month or so. And from previous experience, he'll probably, he'll, he'll move away from the media. He'll move away from the spotlight. His Instagram will go quiet. And then he'll suddenly, there'll be those little shots of him practicing, whether it's in Mallorca or elsewhere. And then the hype will start again. And then Roland Garros and everyone's going to get excited. And then everyone's going to be selling out Chachere. Rafa, you know, the Spanish flags oh, will be there. For the sure. In the stands. And Listen, we'll all getting, be so back. I'm getting excited now. So yeah, we'll, we'll all be back. We'll all be positive, <laughs> yeah. happy again. Just any image of Rafa on a clay court. And I'm there. I'm happy. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm thinking he's winning it all and he's back. But uh, on your point on maybe him continuing to play, until sort of baby Rafa is of age to actually recognise what his dad does. I mean, is he going to be able to play for that many years? Because he's only just been born now. At what age would you yep. start actually understanding? I mean, the first few years, I feel like you're there and you're just more or less not wanting to be there, not understanding anything. Yeah. You're watching an iPad, aren't you? With yeah. like little ear defenders on. Uh, I haven't got a clue, to be honest. I can't remember what my first childhood memory was. Uh, so from personal experience, me, me and Rafa actually have the same birthday. So oh, okay. um, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, between us, 22 Grand Slams. But it's uh, I honestly don't know um, how long he's going to keep on going. But look, he, he's someone who um, he'll know when the time's right. And he's basically cheated medical science in the past with, you know, having an injection to numb your foot and still win a slam is just ridiculous. So he's confounded us before. He may well do it again. We hope so. Yeah, Jamie and saying, I'm not sure if he'll be playing until 40. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> I don't think so either. Of course, the, the Olympics is going to be in Paris at Roland yep. Garros in 2024. So, I mean, it'd be amazing if he could make that. But I don't know. It's all looking a bit up in the air at the moment. Just to see what mm. Rafa said after the match. This is a quote from him. He said, I didn't want to retire. I'm the defending champion here. That's the essence of the sport. Just try your best to the end. Doesn't matter the chances that you have. I tried to follow that during all of my tennis career. Yeah, I love that. I thought that that was one of the things I took away from the whole press conference, that those words rang true. And he kept saying, you fight until the end. You fight until the end. And that was what kept on reminding me of him last year at the Australian Open. You fight until the end if you're in the final two sets down. You fight until the end even if you're injured and you're losing. That's just what he does. That is Rafa through and through. He fights to the end, win or lose, and goes out on his shield with respect of all of his peers. I, I thought it was admirable. Yeah, yeah. You wonder what his physio would have been thinking in that moment. <laughs> that you see, the, do you see what they said though? Come on. The, the question so that was posed. 
that that tennis head was in there and he posed the question you were being asked to retire by your box uh in the last uh in Wimbledon yeah was it Wimbledon yeah yeah, Wimbledon, Did, yeah were they giving you any uh like signs to retire in this one and what it's like, I'm old enough. I'm old enough to make these decisions. <laughs> yeah, and he it. went for it and tried. So, um, of course, it is very sad news. I mean, the final thing to really say, I know you've got to shoot very soon, Tom. So just give us a nudge if you need to go at any point. Um, but the one thing I wanted to end on really is what this now means for the rest of the tournament. Of course, uh, there's not been that many big seeds go out on the men's side. In fact, I think, I think for the day one, I've never seen... So little seeds go out in the first round. Um, there will be some starting to fall over time, but does it just mean now that was Nadal ever a real contender to win it? Personally, I'd never had him winning the Australian Open, um, but I think you've got to be looking at it. Is it just between Medvedev, Kyrgios, of course, uh, pulled out? Is it between sort of Medvedev and Djokovic? I think it has to be, doesn't it? Also with no Alcaraz there. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at. I think it has to be between those two, and I mean, even then, Djokovic with his hamstring injury, right? We don't know if that's going to hold up. You know, these these greats, their bodies are slowly crumbling now. But it's, I think, you have to. You can't really look beyond those two. I mean, we've seen in the past. You look at Tiafoe's run at the U.S. Open. We've seen Sinner make a run in the past. There may be room for one of those guys to break through, but equally, it looks to be pretty set for Djokovic. I think at the moment, which. Had you asked, I guess, 100 people before the tournament, I think 90% of them would have said yeah. it's Djokovic's to lose, especially yeah. somewhere which he plays so well at. So, let's see. I mean, Medvedev is moving well. He's kind of almost under the radar, isn't he? Bizarrely, yeah. considering, you know, his incredible um, record. But in the, that's what kind of happens when you have these sort of players around. But um, with the absentees, I mean, it's not great news for the tournament, you have to say. Um, but equally... Yeah, the Kyrgios one would have really hurt them. But I think, you know, I think it's Djokovic's now to lose. For yeah, sure. What do you think, agree. Ben? I would totally agree. I mean, there's a couple of bright young players, but they haven't really been tearing through the draw. Like Felix just dropped two sets and then had to come back to winning five against Molchan. Sinner, maybe. I mean... No one's it's... talking about Zverev, but he struggled yeah. through his match as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I mean, it's a different, on a different day or a different tournament where Zverev had sort of a bit of a better lead up into this one, people would certainly be talking about him because he's proven over the years he is someone who can beat Djokovic. Holgoruna in his section of Djokovic has proven he can beat him. Being on an indoor hard court, uh, I'm not sure if that would happen in a grand slam over the best of best of five. Quarter, maybe? Could... Do something here? Yeah. I don't know. Or TFO? Sure. Young yeah. Americans? Listen, I don't think uh, Andy Murray slips up to them. <laughs> Andy, oh, Murray, Andy yeah. Murray, he's back. <laughs> Maybe he but is. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Andy Murray, great story. I loved it, but I'm not sure how much further no. he does go, if I'm totally he, honest. He's got um, a good like scheduling tomorrow. He's last on, so that's extra time for him to let the body recover. But I guess we were talking about miracles earlier. Andy's been astonishing, but no, I agree with you. Not here, unfortunately. Yeah, especially the next match. I think Kokonakis, I believe. And yeah. he played very well against Vanini. just blitzed him. So, And I think he had a good... I think, don't know if he won an event before, but he certainly went far in, in one of the pre-Australian Open yeah. events. So uh, anyway, I think, I think we will wrap it up there. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Thank you, Tom. Uh, I don't know if you want to promote any of your socials or and some of the things you're up to at the moment. Um. Not really, to be honest. Just happy to be here. But uh, I'm, on, I'm on Twitter at Tom Allison ESPN. So drop me a follow there for 
photos of Labradors. And um, that's about it, really, to be honest. Awesome. Well, we'll wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, for joining. If you haven't already, hit that like button. Subscribe to Game to Love. It is devastating. I've still got the Rafa cap on. Um, I'll be repping him regardless. My favourite player. And I'm hoping he is going to be back. But I must admit, right now, it's difficult to find any positives about the Rafa situation. I think the worst part about it is it seems to be another injury, which is different to the ones prior. So let's see what happens. Anything left to say, Ben? No, but maybe Andy Murray with the hip injury, maybe be able to give him some words of encouragement going forward. Look at what I can do. I can still beat Berrettini. So can you. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Thank you, everyone. And see you later on for more tennis action. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.